Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, well, welcome to Canvas Church. So glad you guys are here today. Um, uh, just, man, I love, I love being in church. Love worship. Now, wasn't, that, wasn't that last song awesome? Uh, man, but welcome to church. If this is your first time here, thanks for checking it out. Um, in your seat, in your row there somewhere, there was a card. It's a welcome card. It's for you to take, tell you a little bit about the church. Also on the, the back part of that, there's a little card for you to tear out. You can drop that um, either at the info stand or in a bucket a little later as it comes your way. Let us know you're here, and um, man, we'll just send you an email this week, welcoming you to Canvas Church, letting you know how you can get in, plugged in and involved if you would like to do that. Um, and so uh, today, we're starting a new series uh, entitled Push, and uh, it's a whole series going to be on prayer. And so uh, I want to highlight this real quick. We have a prayer card and um, there are several at the info stand. If you want to deepen your prayer life, if you want to go deeper in that area of uh, your faith, uh, grab one of those on your way out. It's just a card that kind of helps guide you and lead you um, in how to pray and uh, just call upon the name of the Lord. And I thought it'd be great to just highlight that as we start our new series today. Uh, also, uh, you might not know this if you're new to Canvas Church, but if you've been here for a while, you know that at the beginning of every year in January, uh, we start 21 days of prayer and fasting. Um, but then in addition to that, in this time right now, as people are going back to school, summer's kind of starting to wrap up. Anybody's kids go back to school this last week? Last week? Okay, awesome. Mine are not yet, and uh, they start next Monday, and they're pumped about that, and so are mom and dad. Um, but we've had a great summer, and so summer's winding down, and uh, people are going back to school. Colleges are starting back up. People are coming back from vacations, and uh, this is the time when people actually start looking uh, to go back to church. Um, and, you know, a lot of people take the summer off, maybe come once a month, but people are looking to get back plugged into church, involved in church. And so what we do every time or every year this time uh, is we take time to pray for 21 days and just pray that the things that God has in store for our church, um, the, the harvest that's going to come in, the people that are going to come through the doors, the people that are going to say yes to Jesus, we just take time specifically and focus and pray for that. And so we're starting that up, and it starts on August 27th, and we're going to start it with a Saturday night prayer time at our ministry team center, and uh, that's uh, all the information's on the website. And I want to encourage you to plug in, get involved, 21 days, we're going to have Saturday night prayer through that time, and then we're going to conclude it on September 17th with a big worship night, prayer night. And um, it's going to be awesome. So if you want to learn to go deeper in your prayer, prayer life, this is a great opportunity. Um, small groups are going to be starting back up, and so we're going to be talking about it there, as well as at our special prayer nights. And uh, we're really going to be focusing on uh, our move, which is coming up uh, next Sunday as our last Sunday here at Sarah High School. And uh, we've had a great time here. Um, God opened up this door, but God is bringing this door to a close in many different ways. And so we just, as a portable church, began to look for what God has for us. And we believe what God has for us in this next season is uh, for both campuses to come together. So on September 4th, not next Sunday, next Sunday we'll all be here. The other campus will be down here for a Fusion Sunday. But on September 4th, um, we are going to be coming together at the Mira Mesa Edwards Theaters. And uh, we had our team walk through it yesterday and check it out. 
and investigate it and figure things out. And so I want to invite you as your pastor to come on that day. I know it's Labor Day weekend. Maybe you got plans, but that's where we're going to be. And then on the 18th, right at the conclusion of our 21 days of prayer, uh, we're having a big launch, a big grand opening at our new location. And so we're taking time over the uh, 21 days starting next Saturday to pray and cover that. And I want to invite you to be a part of that. And so you can pick one of these up uh, at the Info Center. Um, and I'm sure that there's actually, I see a stack up here. And so you can always grab one from up here as well. But turning your Bibles this morning, if you would, to Luke chapter 18. We're going to go to a New Testament passage as we begin to look at this idea of prayer, push, pray until something happens. What does the Bible say about prayer? More specifically today, uh, what did Jesus say about prayer to his disciples as he was teaching them? And uh, I don't know about you, but I, mean, I love the Bible. I love it from Gen Genesis all the way to Revelation. Uh, I love the prophets. I love the New Testament, the Old Testament. Um, I love the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And, uh, but I really love it when I get into the New Testament and I see when Jesus took time to teach his followers um, about some specific things. And so that's what we're going to look at today, Luke 18, and uh, as we start our new series today. Uh, what is happening in this passage specifically, uh, Jesus is specifically teaching. He's not just talking to his disciples right now, but he's also talking to, uh, if you go back to chapter 17, you'll see that he's talking to the Pharisees. These are religious leaders, and he's talking to them as well. And uh, here he uses the idea of a parable. A parable is uh, just a story done in verse format that teaches a specific principle. All right, and so sometimes Jesus will actually name the principle that he's about to teach, and then he'll tell a parable, or sometimes when he's just with the crowd, he would actually just come right out with a parable, and then he would let them try to figure it out. But the Bible makes it very clear that uh, when he got away with his disciple, his devoted followers, he actually explained all things to them in simple terms. And in this specific case, Jesus actually tells them right up front, hey, here, I'm going to tell you something about prayer. And then he goes into this, this parable, and so I'm going to read it to you. Luke chapter 18, we're going to read verses 1 through 8. And it says this, it says, He, this is Jesus, then told them a parable on the need for them to pray. Now, I want you to notice something right off the bat. This is not just, hey, I want to tell you a parable about prayer. I want to tell you a parable that, hey, if you decide to pray, listen to what he says. He told them a parable on the need. All right, the necessity. In other words, that as believers, uh, there is, man, I believe it's one of the greatest tools we have available to us is prayer. And Jesus says, hey, look, for all of you that are following me, I'm going to tell you a parable now about the need, the necessity, okay? This is something we, we ought to be doing. This is what it says. It says, the need for them to pray always and not become discouraged. How often? Always. All right, you guys are dead today. All right, summer hangover, it's almost over, all right? The need for them to pray always and not become discouraged. The need to pray always and not become discouraged. And so he tells this parable. It says, there was a judge in a certain town who didn't fear God or respect man. And a widow in that town kept coming to him saying, give me justice against my adversary. Now, she doesn't specifically say what her adversary is necessarily or what's going on. It's just an injustice done to her. And so she's going to this judge and she's, she's pleading with, with him for justice, for answers. For a while, he was unwilling. But later, he said to himself, even though I do not fear God or respect man, yet because this woman keeps pestering me, 
Uh, your translation might say bothering me. Um, it actually means this. If you study out the word bothering, it means to gouge someone's eyes out. All right. So he is, he's bothered, all right? It's like this woman consistently is coming to me and like she's like, feels like she's gouging my, my eyes out. Hmm. Yet because this widow keeps pestering me, I will give her justice so she doesn't wear me out by her persistent coming. Her persistent coming. Now, if you, if you like studying the Bible, this would be a great place to highlight something, highlight that idea of persistent coming. Then the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God grant justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay to help them? I tell you, he will swiftly grant them justice. Nevertheless, and here's the big question, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find that faith on earth. Let me read that part again. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find that faith on earth? What faith? The faith that this woman showed that kept coming and coming and coming. Although she didn't have the answer yet, although she didn't have, you know, what she was looking for yet, her faith caused her to continue to go after, continue to go after, continue to go after. And so Jesus proposes this question after the parable, will the Son of Man, when he returns, find that kind of faith on earth? The earth. Let me read the first part again. He then told them a parable on the need for them to pray always and not become discouraged. Pray. Pray until something happens. Let me pray. God, we thank you so much for today. Lord, we thank you for an opportunity, God, to just dive into your word and to learn something today, to grow together today. God, I ask for all of us, including myself, those that are ministering in classrooms to children right now, those that are not yet back from summer vacations, God, those that are at the other campus this morning, God, I pray that all of us, God, would learn something today from this passage, the need for prayer, the need that, that we, we should always pray and never give up. God, we thank you now that we can gather around in these moments around your word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Pray. I love how Jesus just jumps into it. He says, pray always. There's a need for us as Christ followers. Now, if you're here today and you say, you know what, Ben, I'm not, I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Christ follower. I'm actually just snuck in with a friend or maybe I snuck in by myself and I'm just kind of checking this thing out. This is a great day for you to be here to check this out because what you're going to hear today is you're going to hear one of the great principles of our faith, which is prayer which is seeking God, talking to God, all right? And here Jesus says there's a need for us, for all of us that are currently following Jesus, there's a need for us to always pray, always pray and not become discouraged. And so we've entitled this series, Push, Pray Until Something Happens. Last week, my wife and I and my two beautiful children, we returned from vacation. Uh, we had several weeks and we went to Washington. And one of the things we do when we go to Washington is we like to get on the boat. We like to go wakeboarding, skiing, and my girls like to kneeboard. This year, my daughters both learned how to slalom ski. It was awesome. And so we had a great time out there on the water. Uh, but one of the things that, that when you're learning, how, whether it's wakeboarding or skiing, one of the things you have to learn is you have to learn to position yourself properly so that the boat will pull you up. Has anybody ever skied before? Water skied? Wakeboarded anybody? Kneeboarded? Maybe just got drugged behind a boat? Anybody? All right. Unwillingly? All right. 
Okay? And one of the things you'll learn if you, if you ever decide to do this or if you have done it, one of the things you're going to learn is you have to position yourself properly in order to, to push against the water and so that eventually as that boat gets to a certain speed, it pulls you up out of the water. Now, this didn't seem to be a problem for me in the past, all right? Um, and so I'm, I'm, I've skied behind this boat many times and man, it's an older boat, like a 1984 and it's the original motor, all right, okay? And so this year, I thought, you know, I haven't slalomed in a while. Wakeboard, no problem. I haven't slalom skied in a while. I'm going to slalom ski. And so um, I, I get on the ski. I get behind the boat, and I'm positioned. I got the rope. And, man, the, the, the boat begins to go, and I am just pushing against the water with all my might. I mean, I'm plowing water, which felt like a long time. Now, if you've never skied, something that happens is all that water you're plowing, it comes up into your face, all right? And so you really want to get up quick. Now, um, you know, my wife, she's been skiing since she was like nine years old. And, and so she can just pop right up. Plus, I'm a little bit bigger. Come on, somebody, right? And so, man, the first time, man, I was plowing water. And I'm like, man, this is unbearable. This water is literally just going up my nose. And so I let go of the rope. And, and they come around. And, and they come back around. And they're like, what's going on? I was like, I don't know. I think the motor's old or something. And then Katie's mom goes, or you put on some weight. <laughs> Yeah, it was real funny. And, um, and both are probably true, all right? I probably put on a few pounds of muscle, and, uh, and, and, uh, and then the motor's a little bit older, right? And so she just says, you just got to hold on. And so she says, you just got you just to plow. You just got to push. And so we go again, and, man, I'm pushing, and it felt like forever. I mean, my arms are about ready to pop out of my socket. Man, it felt like forever, and I'm pushing, and I'm pushing, and I'm pushing, and I'm pushing, and I'm pushing. And I never got up. All right. So here's the thing, though. The reason I didn't get up is because I let go. If I would have been willing to push a little bit longer, I was almost there. But there was so much water, so much resistance coming up into my face that eventually I was just like, you know what? It's not worth it. I'll just wakeboard. Right? I'll just go on to something else. I mean, I just pop right up with that big board. Not, not a problem. But I am not going to do this because it's, it's kind of painful. It's kind of painful. Here's something that I realized, though, is that I really had, had, had nothing to do with getting up other than plowing, other than pushing. The boat was the thing doing all the work. You with me? The boat was the thing doing all the work. All I had to do is stay positioned and plow, and eventually I was going to come up out of the water. You know, prayer is a lot like that. The answer to our prayer fully and solely relies on the grace of Jesus Christ. The answer to our prayer, listen to me, we, we can't work for our prayer. We, we, can't, we can't work ourselves into an answer. We can't work ourselves into the miracle. We can't work ourselves into whatever it is that, that we're desiring or believing for. It is all done by the grace of Jesus Christ. It's on him and him alone. He's the one that does the work. But just like that boat, here's what I realized, that sometimes I just got to continue to stay positioned and plow until the work of Christ comes through in my life. Amen? Amen. There's some of you in here, you need to hear that because I believe that, yes, in your heart, you're like, yeah, man, it's all on God. But some of you are trying to work yourself into an answer. Some of you are trying to, trying to obtain it by, by doing things or doing something or, or, you know, reading more or whatever. Here's the reality. Even praying more. Listen to me. God will answer when he chooses the answer. God will come through when he chooses to come through. But here's what we need to understand this morning. He didn't ask for us to get the answer. He didn't ask for us to obtain the miracle. All he asked for us to do was pray. To push. 
to pray. That's really, that's really all we, you know, what's required of us. I think sometimes we come into the idea of prayer thinking that the only way prayer is going to be positive in my life is if I obtain the answer I'm looking for. You with me this morning? You know what? I believe this as I've been studying this last week and looking at all these scriptures is that I, 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 can, I can rarely find a place where Jesus says, hey, go get the answer. What he says is, hey, pray. 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 There's something powerful that happens in prayer. Now, this woman in this scenario, man, she's, she's specifically looking, obviously, for an answer. She doesn't know that the answer is going to come, but one, one thing this parable teaches us is that it's not about getting the answer. It's about being obedient to what God asks us to do. And here, Jesus says, hey, guys, I want to teach you something on the need to pray always and not be discouraged. I love how he sets it up, pray. Pray always. What, what, what is prayer? Now, as you look, look through the Bible, you're going to see lots of different types of prayer. You're going to see prayers of thanksgiving, prayers of supplication, bringing a request to God, okay? Uh, prayer of praise and rejoicing. There's all sorts of different types of prayer. But here is the thing that, that, that makes prayer what it is. It's me simply having a conversation with our Heavenly Father. That's it. It's me having a conversation. So whether that conversation is one of, God, I have a request, here it is. Or, God, I'm so grateful for what you've done in my life. Are you with me? This or, or maybe a prayer of intercession. You're praying for somebody else. Anybody ever done that before? Prayed for somebody else, somebody that's in need, somebody that's walking through a circumstance or situation, or a prayer of intercession for your church. God, we're making a big move as a church, right? We're, we're, we're going from here. We're coming together. We're going to the theater. God, would you protect the church as we make this move? And would you bring everybody along the journey? You're praying a prayer of intercession for your church. But what makes it prayer is who you're talking to, right? And some of us can take a lesson from that, okay? Because let's be honest, how many of you guys have a problem or have had one? How many of you are sitting next to your problem? Don't raise your hand, right? Okay, I think every one of us could shoot our hand up and say, yeah, man, I've been the place where I have a problem. You know, I have a health issue or I have a, a financial need or I have, a, have something that I'm walking into that, God, I could use your help, Right? Here's the thing. I've come to realize that as human beings, we have no problem talking about our problems. Amen, pastor. Here's what we need to do. We just need to change who we're talking to them about. Right? We're really good at getting together with our friends. Oh, man, you're never going to believe what I'm going through right now. Oh, my gosh. Can I tell you about my husband right now? I mean, can I tell you about my Whatever, Okay. We, we have no problem talking about our issues and our problems. Listen to me. All of that is wasted unless you're saying, hey, I'm walking through something right now. Would you pray for me? Man, it's quiet in here today. If we just change who we're talking to about our problems and start bringing them to him, man, something powerful is going to begin to happen. Amen? This is prayer. He says, hey, listen, you know what you need to do? This is what you need to do. You need to talk to me. How often? Always. Always, always, you study that word out, the word, I think we have a slide for it, and I can't pronounce half these words, that's why I'm not. Um, and so this next word, it literally means always, you know what it means? It means all the time. Wow. So we need to talk to God, how often? All the time. This is Jesus teaching his disciples, hey guys, you need to talk to God all the time. But then this is the part, man. I think this is the part where sometimes we lose it. 
Because then he says this. Look at it now. And to not what? Become discouraged. Now, why do you think he threw that in there? Listen, everything that we have contained in Scripture, man, it's there on purpose. It's there for us to learn from. I like the part where it says, pray always. Oh, yeah. I'll go for a jog. Hey, God, what's up? How you doing? I'll be driving down the road. Hey, God, please, intercession, help that person. They don't know how to drive. Come on, somebody. Right? Come on, how many of you guys do your best praying on the freeway? Amen. All right. You got to pray all, but I don't have a problem with that. Here's the thing, though. He says, and don't become discouraged. Listen to what the word discouraged means. The word discouraged, it means to be utterly spiritless, to be wearied out, exhausted. So listen to it now. Hey, guys, I need you to pray all the time. I need you to talk to God all the time, and don't become utterly spiritless or wearied out or exhausted. In other words, sometimes when God is in the, in the midst, think of the boat now, when God is in the process of doing something in our life, when God is moving forward, sometimes it feels like we're hanging on to a rope. Come on now. It feels like we're hanging on to a rope and we feel like we're positioned, but man, we feel like we're just plowing. And we're just plowing, and we're just plowing, and we're doing it a lot. And, and I can see what God's doing. I want to be a part of what God's doing, and I, I see what he wants to do in my life. I want the answer, and I want the provision, and I, I want all of that. But listen to me. Sometimes, man, when I was back there, my arms would get really tired. Okay? Here's what he says, man. Don't become discouraged. Just keep holding on. Just keep pushing. Just keep plowing. And then he goes into this incredible parable. Let me tell you a story about a woman. Here's a person who had an issue, and, and, and she went to a judge. Now, in this case, it's an unjust judge, and then God, or Jesus comes at the end and says, hey, what about a good God? How much more will he answer? And she brings her scenario. She brings her problem. Listen to it now. She doesn't stop after the first petition. When we pray, let me just share this with you. When we pray, first and foremost, you need to understand this. Do not worry. Do not worry. Do not worry. She did not, when he said no, no, I'm not going to do it, she didn't walk away and be like, oh, man, what am I going to do now? She didn't take matters into her own hands and try to figure it out. Let me ask this question. How many of you in here today, you would say, you know what, Ben? I, there's something I've been praying for for a long time, and I haven't seen the answer. Am I the only honest one here? Yeah, haven't seen the answer. This woman didn't get her answer. But you know what she did? She didn't worry about it. She didn't stress out. She's just like, well, here's the reality of it. She probably had nowhere else to go to. I think in our, our society, in our day and age, in our culture, we have so many options available to us to try to get our answer. That sometimes prayer, even as a believer, isn't the first one we go to. Sometimes prayer is like the third or fourth. But you need to pray always. Don't be discouraged. Here's the parable. Here's a woman. She went. First time, no. Second time, no. We don't know how many times she went, but she went long enough to where the judge was annoyed. Okay? Listen to this. What is God asking of us? This is the parable. This is scripture. What is God asking of us? Now, he wants us to build so much dependency and faith and relying on him. He wants to build that in us to the point where we annoy him. Are you reading the same Bible I'm reading? 
He wants us to keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep asking. She didn't worry about it. When we pray, here's the thing, guys. I think sometimes, uh, A, we go in, we don't get the answer, then we start worrying about whatever it is we prayed for. But sometimes we even start our prayer off with worry. Right? Deep worry, deep concern. This woman, she just went, hey, here's my petition. Okay, here's my petition. Okay, here's my petition. Here's what I need. Here's what I need. And eventually she got the answer. Paul writes about this in Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. As he writes the church of Philippi, he says, hey, church, be anxious for nothing. Or in other words, hey, guys, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I shared with you guys a story that, that when I was on vacation, I was sitting on the houseboat. Last week I shared this story, and I, I wanted to connect with God, and I wanted God to speak to me, and there's a lot of things going on with the church, and, and as I sat there, I found myself worrying about things. And in that moment where God showed up, if you missed the message, you can podcast it, and that, that moment where God showed up and said, Ben, be still, he just began to take all those worries away from me. So somebody in here needs to hear that again. They, they, you worry way too much. You overanalyze. You overthink. You play out, that, this, they're going to get specific, you play out scenarios in your mind before they even happen. Okay, I got one honest person over there. You play out the scenario in your mind, whatever it is, and it creates greater fear and greater worry in your life. And here's the thing, is that you play that scenario over and over in your mind enough, guess what happens? It ends up playing out. And then all of a sudden you think you're prophetic. <laughs> I must have the gift of prophecy. No, you have the gift of stupidity. No, just kidding. Um, stop worrying. Stop stressing. Paul writes the church. In Philippi, he says, hey, guys, whatever you're stressing about, whatever you're worried about, stop it. Don't be anxious for anything. Instead, replace your anxiety because you're meditating and dwelling on the negative. Instead, replace that and begin to meditate and dwell on God. Be anxious for nothing but with all prayer and supplication. Bring your request to God. Amen. And this is what it says. And the God of peace who surpasses all human comprehension will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Amen. Good preaching, pastor. And be anxious for nothing. Stop worrying. This woman models it for us. She didn't stop. Right? Listen, replace the worry, the anxiety. Replace whatever you're meditating on that is not of God. Replace that, man, with, with seeking God and calling upon God and pushing towards Him. And watch and see what happens. Now listen to it now. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about it. But with all prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God, and he'll give you the answer? Doesn't say that. Doesn't say he'll give you the answer. It says that the peace of God, which surpasses all human comprehension, will what? Guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. See, some of us pray unto an answer, rather than just pray out of obedience. 
When we're worrying, don't worry. Okay, I'm going to seek the answer. No, seek God. And in the middle of seeking God, you might get the answer, although the answer might be delayed. But one thing for sure is going to happen in the middle of your trial, in the middle of your pain, in the middle of looking for that answer, whatever it is, guess what? The peace of God, which surpasses all human comprehension, will come and rest on you. And even as you walk through the situation and the circumstance and the pain and the trial, you're going to feel comforted. Amen. I mean, look back to the Old Testament, Psalm 23. Come on, one of the greatest psalms ever written. What does he do? The Bible says he prepares a table before me and what's happening around me in the presence of my enemies. There is war going on around me. There's a battle happening. My enemies are there. You know what, though? God comes, the good shepherd, and he prepares a feast. He prepares a place of rest and a place of refreshing in the middle of the trial. Amen? Amen. This woman, and she just kept going. She kept going. She didn't get her answer. Well, I mean, we got to pray. How many other things in life do we continue to go back to even though it didn't work? Think about it. Think about it. How many times have you gone to the doctor for the same exact issue? Let's be honest. How many of you guys have taken medication, even though it didn't work last time, you took it again? Right? Yeah, we all do it. There's so many things in life that we continue to go back to. Just out of blind faith, well, this doctor, go there. How oftentimes do we not give God the same opportunity in our life? Keep praying. Keep praying. Don't worry. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. This woman, she didn't worry. You don't see her freaking out. You don't see her freaking out. She just kept going, kept going, kept going. Don't worry. Just keep going. Secondly, you know, we kind of already touched on it, but number two, be persistent. Don't worry while you're praying, but be persistent. Matter of fact, maybe, maybe fill your anxiety and your worry with persistency. I'm so bu- busy seeking God and being persistent and going after him that, man, I don't have time to worry. I don't have time to worry. Do not stop short. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. This woman didn't stop short. She kept going after the judge. She kept going after the one, the only one, that could grant her the answer she needed in her situation. Man. There's a story. Many may have heard it, but uh, as I was studying this week, I came across it. It's been a long time since I heard it. Story of a guy that uh, lived, lived in the woods. He lived in a cabin. And uh, one day he woke up and he came outside and there was a massive boulder blocking his road and he couldn't go anywhere. And he just sat, st- stood there and looked at it. And he's like, what am I going to do? How am I going to get out of here? And he, and he said, God spoke to him. He said, just, just push. Push on the boulder. So he started pushing. Next day, after a long day of pushing, got up, started pushing on that boulder. Friends would come by and be like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm pushing. Why? Why? Because God told me to. Okay. Weeks go by, and he's pushing on this thing. He's pushing. After about a year of pushing, he's actually beginning to grow a little frustrated. He's getting, and who wouldn't, right? Thing hasn't moved. Remember, every day, he walked in obedience. He got up because God told him, hey, just push the boulder. Push. So after about a year of that, 
and he's frustrated. He walks out, and he looks at that boulder again, and gets frustrated, walks back inside, and sits down on his bed. He gets angry with God. Anybody here ever been angry with God before? All right. In a good place. Gets angry with the guy. He said, God, I've been doing what you asked me to do for a year now, and nothing's changed. Nothing's happened. I mean, I, I thought that thing would be moved by now. But no, it's not. It's still sitting in the exact same place. And I got up every day and I did what you asked me to do and nothing has changed and nothing has happened. He's angry at God and God shows up and begins to speak to him. He says, son, he said, I never asked you to move the boulder. I asked you to push on the boulder. I never asked you to move it out of the road. I just asked you to push. And yet you sit there and you say nothing's been done. But yet look, look at your skin. It's, it's bronzed by the sun. Look at, your, look at your leg muscles. They're, they're huge, like Pastor Ben's. Your arms are huge. You didn't give up. You learned how to be persistent. You learned how to fight through adversity. And yet you say nothing was accomplished. How many of us feel like that in prayer sometimes? God, I've been asking and seeking. I've been believing. I've been praying for this miracle, for this answer, for this breakthrough, for this to happen. But, but you know what, God, nothing's happened. But I believe God would show up to you today just like he showed up to that man. And he would look at you and he'd say, son, daughter, look where you're at today. You have a greater dependency on me. You have a trust in me. For over a year now, you've been asking and seeking for this thing. And although it didn't happen, you got up day after day and you continued to come and you continued to pray. Your faith is stronger. Your trust in me is stronger. And yet we say nothing's been accomplished. See, ladies and gentlemen, the power that we see in this parable is not that the woman, listen to it now, is not that the woman got her answer. The power that we see in this parable is found in the very last verse where it says, yet when the Son of Man returns... Will he find that kind of faith on the earth? I believe that when God returns, he's not looking for a, for a, for a bunch of followers that, 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 that you know, rose to the certain status and they got all the answers they were looking for and they, 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 they got all the miracles that they prayed for. No, what he's looking for when he returns is he's looking for people that trusted him, that had faith in him, that believed in him, whether they got the answer or not. They're looking for a, a persistent woman like that. They're looking for somebody that, that no matter if they see the breakthrough, no matter if they see the answer, God, I'm not going to stop believing in you. I'm not going to stop trusting you. I'm not going to stop coming to you. I'm not going to stop serving you. I'm not going to stop telling others about you. I'm going to continue until the day that you return so that when you return, you're not looking for a guy who walked with a bunch of answers and a bunch of breakthroughs and a bunch of miracles. No, you're looking for a people that in spite of the obstacles, in spite of the circumstances, continue to hold on to that rope and continue to plow until God did what God wanted to do in our life. Too many of us, ladies and gentlemen, are praying unto an answer rather than praying unto the God of the universe and just continuing to believe Him and trust Him no matter what the circumstances look like all around our life. Will you be one that He finds and says there's the faith that I'm looking for. God, we thank you for your word today. 
God, we thank you that your word is, is awesome. God, your word's powerful. Just do me a favor. I believe there's people here today that you've been, do me a favor, just close your eyes. There's, there's people here today that you've been praying and you've been believing. And I, I, I just feel like this, 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 this sermon, this message, this thought, this verse couldn't have come at a better time for you. Because here's what happens so oftentimes is that we'll be believing for something and praying for something and it won't happen for us and we'll stop praying for us but we'll have no problem deflecting that and praying it for somebody else. And I believe there's those here today that what he's doing in your life is not just about the answer that you're searching for, seeking for. It's about what he's doing in you. It's about what he's doing inside of you. So just with every eye closed and every head bowed, you're here today, and you'd say, Pastor Ben, you know what? This message is for me today. I, I feel, man, I kind of feel like that widow. I've been praying, I've been praying, I've been praying, but nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. But he's saying, son, daughter, keep pushing. Keep praying. Keep pushing, keep praying. You're here today, and you'd say, you know what, Ben, that's me. I need to hear this message. I want, I, want, I want to jump in. I'm going to believe for something in these 21 days, but even if it doesn't happen, I know I'm going to come out stronger. You're here today, and that's you. And there's some things you've been believing for and praying for. You haven't seen the answer. Eyes closed. Just shoot your hand in the air. Just shoot it up high. Mm -hmm. Guess what we're going to do? We're going to pray for you again this morning. Would you stand to your feet if you rose your hand? If you raise your hand, just, just stand to your feet right now. Just stand to your feet right now. If that was you, you raise your hand. God, I'm, I'm looking for this answer, this breakthrough, this thing, and I've been praying for a long time. It might be a health issue. It might be a financial thing. It might be a relational thing, but you're here. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we, we lift up those right now that are standing. This is what I want to do. I want to ask, uh, can I, we have our small group leaders. Any small group leaders that are in here, can you just come on up real quick? I know that, once again, a lot of people are on vacation still and whatnot, so we might have some people out of town, but if we could have our small group leaders come. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to go into a time of, of worship. There's some more of you that probably need to respond, but we're going to go into a time of worship. And as we do, you're standing. We want to stand with you in prayer today. So as we go into this time of worship, and uh, I'm just going to encourage you to come. Say, well, Pastor, I've done that before. I've had people pray for me before. I've had people lay hands on me before. I've, I've done all of that. Do it again. Do it again. Push through. Keep pushing. Well, well, Pastor, will I get my answer today? I, I don't know if you get your answer today. Something I've come to learn about prayer is that God may answer your prayer quickly. In this particular passage, God actually says, hey, a good God, I'm a good God. And if they ask, I'm going to do it quickly. He actually says that sometimes God will do it quickly. Will this be that time for you? I don't know. There's been times when I've wanted God to move quickly in my life and I didn't see it happen. There's times when God may answer your prayer later. Man, those ones frustrate me. He's gonna answer my prayer later. Yeah, he knows what's best. The timing is not up to us. Sometimes he may answer your prayer better. I love those ones. When I'm praying for something and believing, then all of a sudden God shows up and outdoes it. It's like, yeah. God may answer your prayer better. And then sometimes God may answer your prayer no. What do you do then? I just keep going to him. 